Ladies and gentlemen, welcome by the second installment of Into the Deep. Uh, <laughs> I'm Hugo van Ekelen, with my co-host together, Robin Zielhorst, Timon Kruidenier. And Well, um, well, like Robin just said, well, no, probably not. Like I just said... I'm no there! Yeah, it's okay. Deze, uh, Do we need to explain, explain that? that one? Yeah. <laughs> There's a f- holiday thing called Sinterklaas. And you have uh, these little, yeah, like, oven oven baked. Gingerbread. G- is it gingerbread? Kind of. Hmm. But a little different. But then less ginger and more licorice, kind of. Well, not licorice, but uh, like, how do you say it? It's like pumpkin Anise? spices, basically. Pumpkin pie spices. Oh, nice. What's that called? Hennig? But that's not in Kruidnoten, that's in Pepernoten. Ah. <laughs> I just, I well, just well, ate, well, a, ate a, a whole bag. a great start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah. And they're yeah. awesome. Kruidnoten. Well, that's, yeah. I, I think you guys will agree that the Dutch cuisine is like pretty much the most crap cuisine on the earth. Except what do you for mean? We got pizza, <laughs> we got lasagna. <laughs> oh, it's so typical we Dutch. Shawarma. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we got a lot of uh, potato meals, right? With potato as main dish. But yeah, it's still yuck. a potato, a vegetable and meat. Like it's the most yeah. simplest meal you can. But no. my point being is that candy kind of rocks. You know, mm. we have lots of like Indian flavored things from back of our trading day. You know, was the influence of getting all the spices here, and mm. it's what made our candy so like Indian spiced mm. or like Indonesian spiced. Yeah, I think so. Like anyway, what? huh? Like what? Well, all our candy, like uh, the stroopwafels, stroopwafels. Mm. Is it Indian spiced? Well, it's all like cinnamon and nutmeg and uh, cloves mm. and, you know, that kind of trio. Ginger. Wow, I never thought about that. Really? Yeah, yeah. so you're talking mm. about those kind of sweets and not just like the pure sugar that comes out of the factory, the chupa chup scrap and shit. Yeah, but that's not no. really Dutch, is no. it? No. Yeah. Oh, of course, we also have the licorice thing, but no. so, so that's something different, yeah. Right. And drop. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, drop and licorice. And dropjes. Great. Great. Uh, so uh, we'll edit this later into something interesting. No, no, there's no editing. Oh. You know, we we want to prime ourselves. And this is a good moment to to talk about maybe those, that anyways. Is those that poor viewers that have to go through these through first this. five minutes of excruciating, yeah. uninteresting <laughs> candy talk. Exactly. So, about Kruidnoten, what's so special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the, what we're going to try is do this whole thing live uh, in two weeks on the, the day of the release. Yep. And that's also why we're trying not to edit these, uh, even though they're pre-recorded. But we're trying to keep it real. Um, so, having said that, maybe move on to something more interesting than Kruidnoten. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so we have the FaceDem video released as of today, and I think responses have been good until now. I haven't seen much of them actually. <laughs> I saw four <laughs> 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 four replies by the YouTube video that liked them, but 
Mm-hmm. Have you seen? Have you guys seen more? Or yeah, I checked uh, our social media and uh, responses is uh, responses are very good. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, let's talk about it. I think it's uh, maybe also cool to summarize a bit. It's not just uh, phase them we have released, but now we have released all four singles um, before actually releasing the whole album. So with phase them today was the latest single release. So now we have four songs that we felt uh, represented represents our album the best, right? Going from uh, edigenic medium tempo to lower, more dramatic to some lighter to the super heavy stuff. And um, maybe it's uh, cool to talk a bit about that and then end with Face Them because that's uh, a strange uh, a strange duck in the group. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> as we say here, yeah, the, the ugly, yeah. well, not the ugly swan, but yeah, the, 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 the odd one. Um, but yeah, I think maybe it's cool to tell, uh, talk a bit about the, all the songs we've released so far, basically. And yeah. why and what uh, what else to expect from the remaining songs on the album? Well, that brings me to a point that I wanted to t- t- tell you guys anyways. Like um, in the past couple of weeks, there's been quite a lot of uh, interviews, like both through Skype and, mm. uh, and written. And I told you that. But one, well, actually three remarks I got about specifically about the song uh, Your Night, My Dawn yeah. was one of them told me like, well, the first half of the album I like best and then, or first two thirds, and then the the last one doesn't resonate so much with me. Um, So that includes that song. But then the next two guys have pretty much the opposite opinion. So that's always cool to hear, you know, like different flavors and different tastes for different people. Uh, But those last two people, both uh, Your Night, My Dawn were their favorite song. Mm. And for the people who are listening and who have no idea, that is, you know, Face Them is kind of the odd one out in that it's the most energetic, but Your Night, My Dawn is definitely the yeah, most, yeah, the would, weirdest yeah. one out. Yeah. Like if it's, I would say, uh, if, sorry, oh, yep. try to. If I would say if there's one, <laughs> one weird song, it's definitely Your Night, My Dawn. Yeah, maybe you can talk a, a little bit about it. Yeah. Uh, or we save that for for in two weeks, once people actually get the chance to listen to it oh. and talk about the four songs we already have I think released. that's a good idea. Cliffhanger! <laughs> yeah, keep attention! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, Super weird. Well, it's actually really interesting to talk about that song. I mean, you're totally right. But hmm. like, let's try to preserve it for yeah. in two weeks. Yeah, yeah sure. Because cool. that, that would be um, actually something we didn't talk about yet. Well, I just said that we're going to do some kind of uh, live stream for the first time on the release date. And what would also be cool then is to actually do exactly what you uh, what you were just saying, like talk about at least the songs we uh, that are new at that point for the people and uh, maybe quickly go over the, the other songs if we have time for that. But Cool. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to face them for a second. Um, okay. We already mentioned on social media and in whatever uh, news outlets where it gets posted that this song is actually um, the only song where um, where like the seed, the the embryo of the the song didn't come from me, but it came from you. Uh, so talk to me about that. <laughs> yes. Well. Um, yeah, I think for for uh, all of you uh, that like uh, are not up to date to our writing process uh, or how we went, uh, how we did things uh, during this album, 
it was always the case that Timon came up with a li little musical seed to bring in, like a vocal melody or a harmony or a like a little small guitar part, you know, as few notes as possible to get the point across. And then the sparring session began, like where would we like to see this grow to? What, what do we hear in this? Where can we take it production-wise, composition-wise? Um, and it's a really cool process. And once that is laid out and we can get together with the whole band, uh, we start doing that. So we wrote a lot, uh, rehearsing and playing, uh, which we haven't done, hadn't done in a long time as well. Mm. Um, so that was fun. And so the phase them being, um, being a song that uh, came from me, the little seed, that's, I think, um, it's cool. That's like, because we do it so early, um, it doesn't really matter, I guess from which person the seed came from. Um, but it was nice because it was the first one, so it was also a test for us, like mm -hmm. how we, uh, how um, how to deal with this. And also because it was like, um, well, an odd one, Need not the odd one out. <laughs> Let's save that for uh, your down, your night. But uh, it was one odd out, an, an odd one out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, um, and so what makes it what makes it odd then? Um, in our genre, I guess, or in our uh, oeuvre, in our works, I think it is the energetic levels where it began with. That's the thing that attract got us attracted, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I had some more material, but we filtered out the best the core parts, and that's the chorus part, and we built everything around it again, like from scratch, multiple times actually. And so it was a song in that way that we needed to deconstruct sometimes a little bit uh, more harshly than other songs maybe that got woven, like, you know, easier going from beginning to end, mm. we could build upon. And mm. um, so this one was made a bit more hacker slash and uh, like it, don't like it, let it simmer for a little bit, which is always good, I think. Um, but it was written fast, I remember that. It was the last song we completed. And, well, that's also because we had a full focus on it for, for a little bit. But I think we did some fine-tuning of, like, little rhythms and parts. But th the gist of it, like, the main thing was, like, I think two weeks or something was, like, a quick yeah, one. that's true. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but to answer, I think, in, in a way, the high, the high energy level probably matching maybe feeling wise the some Xivius uh, energy that was kind of new because we didn't on purpose like purposely go for such thing on this record it, it mm -hmm. we happen to like it and I also think it's um, I like the song as well because it's one of the few songs where the tension bow like the dynamic levels is pretty pretty set out like it, it goes from the start basically never stops until you're well into the bridge like yeah and yeah. and it's all it's and i like it it's a it was a personal personal uh how do you say it like a check mark for me because mm -hmm. we i feel personally feel we as as proc whatever um music fans we tend to build stories within our songs with small beginnings and unfolding you know and getting to the big opus magnum <laughs> on the end well, it's totally different. I just ignore Robin laughing at me. 
Um, that doesn't sound pretentious at all. We like to <laughs> we like to build stories with arches and. Well, is it wrong? No, no, no. You're right. right? I was just laughing about it because it uh, just sounds. You know, we're not playing songs. We're playing stories. We're not playing so games. <laughs> but your point being, if I may yeah. interfere, is that. Um, at least that's also a remark I remember I made shortly after we finished the album is that I sometimes thought that we do that too much, like too much of like ups and downs within the songs instead of just like um, choosing more of a, an overall arc for one song, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's also interesting that I remember, I, d I don't think you communicated that to me that that was your point with this song. No. And I remember also when you gave me the seat and there was more information that I kind of took away and then rebuilt, that I had the idea that I even, even wanted to do that uh, more like than in the original demo, like keep just pushing in the song and not too much like, right? Yeah. So it's cool. We're well. That that's something that happened. Like, anyways, so much in this process that we um, that we just agreed on things, right? Like just speaking and, and brainstorming about music, and then oh yeah, we thought the same and whatever. And it's, yeah, it's just a cool thing that that happens. Yeah, but I think that was also a goal for this album, right? Mm. Quick decisions, go with your intuition, and not have a week-long discussion about, you know, maybe this bass note or that rhythm change or just play what feels good and go with that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Even so. in the end, we did simmer a long time on a lot of notes or hits or fills yeah. or, because that's who we are. But you're totally right in that sense that um, the final parts were done way quicker than with Exhibius. Yeah. yeah, and I think also because we've been working with each other for... <laughs> pretty long time already that it becomes sure. we're easily on the same what do you say that? Golf length, eh? wave, <laughs> the same wave the same the same wavelength mm -hmm. so we probably head in the same direction and of course we have discussions about you know the osa3 bass sound that it why it sucked at that time and not anymore but <laughs> you know stuff like that but in overall i think we were pretty had it to the same direction and went pretty smooth. Mm -hmm. And what what I'd like to, well, what you were talking about earlier in, about the process of writing and everything, what I don't think is very uh, clear to the outside world is that uh, you just alluded to it a little bit that, you know, we, we started collaborating at a ver very early stage that wasn't like that with Exivius. You know, those compositions were like much more finalized by me and Michel who wrote the music. And it's not like we wrote your parts, like, you know, you guys made obviously your own parts, but the rest was pretty much done. And that's very different for our, for our oceans. Uh, at least on this record. Yeah. And so yeah. that was also for us like a big learning curve. We did many things uh, differently than we did them before. Um, and of course, that also brings like some moments of like uh, <laughs> disagreement. Clash. Yeah. There's the, oh. these like, we have these like idiosyncrasies in our taste that, for example, you hate, uh, how do you say that in English? Like third in the bass? Can you say that? Or is it like first yeah, yeah, first yeah, version? Yeah, the third, yeah, the, third, yeah, the first third. version of the. Of, but yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. just a sound thing yeah, that but, I but love that, and I use yeah, it a lot. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's all. Uh, it all depends on context, I guess, because I think it was with the Egg and Bacon recordings that I actually preferred, and I, you know, mm. 
Uh, I actually suggested playing the third in the bass. Holy moly! What song? What happened? Where is it? But uh, <laughs> I didn't notice it even. Yeah, yeah, because it was from the from the F sharp seventh chord, and I wanted to play the A sharp hmm. because it gives more. Well, you know. Yeah. So in that so so in that context, I liked it, but overall, it mm -hmm. just yeah. Usually, the way they use the third in the bass is it's just so cliche and cheesy and yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing but it just i don't know but it's most like, of the time it just <laughs> we, we've discussed this many times because for me it's very interesting trying to understand why you like attach that e emotion to to that sound because i don't totally don't um, feel that so uh, so now i know but it's still hard to to yeah well yeah. The, and, the, and the hardest part is that i don't always hate it Hmm. But there's just a, I guess it's it's just one of these, I don't know, it, somehow it reminds me of the Beatles or, you know, like those hmm. classic songwriters that just have these really cliche... Good selling hits. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, don't want to sell. Big stuff, bank accounts. <laughs> I hate that song. Yeah, I want to stay true and underground. Money sound. Uh, no, but it's, yeah. it's such a part of this logical, okay. uh, you know? Yeah, I think uh, the, then I, my closest, now that you explain it that way, my closest, well, well like kind of similar type of thinking that I used to have, like uh, back in the day, I used to hate dominant chords for a long time. Just mm -hmm. thought they would, and I just kind of steered away from them very consciously. Mm -hmm. And... There was this flip like that happened at a certain point. Like first I got into like the whole altered type stuff because they are mm -hmm. so nice with all the weird like mysterious sounds and whatever mm -hmm. you can put on top. But then slowly taking those away, like and now I, I love them when they're used, uh, hmm. you know, in the right place. But they, no. they have exactly, they invoke or can invoke exactly that thing that you just told me, like the Beatlesque, like kind of yeah, very right? functional songwriting yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But that's actually funny. Uh, just to circle back a little bit to what you've said before. We've been working so long together for such a long time that we know our like our things and like uh, well, we know it like you know uh, more and more with with every whatever, uh, whatever spending, the time spending together, yeah. um, which is nice because then you can. Uh, basically keep that in mind when writing and 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 we mm -hmm. did uh, but also when you talk when we talk to each other on that level like oh do you feel you like i hear some chords do you feel this kind of vibe or this and this mm -hmm. band and then you know and because we know each other so long we know what like we mean by that right we had we had those discussions and we we had those uh, sessions listening to songs years and years back and like you know what do you like and we, yeah we were yeah. younger too, and that face helps us now in just communicating and feeling each other, I guess. Yeah, but it's also the way feeling we we explain stuff to each other, right? The, the nonsense musician. Maybe it's cool to have in the bridge more like a, you know, something like that, and I do with the bass like boom on, you know, on the fourth, and then you know, and and, and then it makes sense. And, and, I, and I'll know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I sometimes I imagine like like a someone else, a non musician, standing in that room with us, and he's just like, 
okay, these these guys are taking the piss at me because they're you were saying nothing. We're just making noise, and it somehow makes sense in our, you know, in the the vibe that we're in, and we we know why we say stuff, and you know, but it's, um, yeah, probably very true. Like I don't. Yeah, you you love you love the bass, yeah, I do fretless that a lot. bass, yeah. which is like an octave or like a yeah. fifth, and it's like. Yeah, uh, I don't think about it very <laughs> frequently, but like we did, uh, we just recorded like bass like last week for Egon Bacon uh, together, mm -hmm. or you were recording, I was engineering, obviously. Um, and that came up, right, at some point where you made a remark about that, about mm, the, the yeah. type of uh, yeah communication we use instead of like just traditional like, ooh, 30 second, no, this, that, you know just make noises and yeah but i think yeah. i always did that i remember that from like it's, man i haven't thought about this for a long long time but i remember i did this spreekbeurt how do you call these in Ooh, english presentation? speech like a, yeah, yeah like like okay. presentations you have to do in like elementary school here and probably in other countries as well yeah you pick a topic and you prepare something uh, you know to train public speaking i guess terrifying at that age i yeah. thought yeah um but I remember I did this one about volcanoes, and I loved volcanoes for some reason. And I made, like, I described all the different volcanoes, and I made, like, different sounds with them. Like, they do the... And, and, and I remember or the, the whole classroom reacting to that. And I was like, do, you know, from that point on, I, I noticed that I do that a lot in communication anyways. Hmm. That is fun. I think children in general do it more. Yeah. Or at least I, I used to yell... Like the whole neighborhood uh, awake when playing with little cars, like you know. <laughs> like yeah, you, st you still do that. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that, <laughs> but I haven't stopped. <laughs> well, well, it is actually funny, and but also I think it's logical. Even though we are all like theoretically skilled, and we could, put, you know, convey our ideas via theoretical, you know, even yeah. or seven or whatever bullshit. But it's way more easier for a lot of things. Aren't just like mimicking it, right? Yeah. Like we yeah, all have this, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's more, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I also think it's more fun. It's more creative, and you're, you know, in the zone of playing with your intuition instead of you're rationalizing any everything. And oh no, I want to hear a minor third there. No, no, I want to hear the more. Oh yeah, there it is. All right, cool. yeah, right. Yeah. Or translating the theoretical thing. Yeah into it in order to feel it like why don't do it right away mm. and also communicating yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that's something we kind of we strive for like in our writing writing anyways like maybe um you know compared to other prog music like if i can say this out loud it's a little bit dangerous topic maybe <coughs> it's a lot of prog music <laughs> to us is a little like or to me, let, let me speak for myself, don't drag you into it. Uh, sounds a little like too analytical, you know, quickly to me. It's, it sta starts to sound like musicians doing their trick. Um, and for me, uh, like a way to get away from that is to just, you know, work more intuitively, like you mm. just said, like trust your intuition and, and <clears throat> let that be your autopilot and not like some idea of like, you know theory and scales and all that yeah i definitely agree with that <clears throat> of course there's a lot of cool prog bands but i've also heard a bunch of them that it just sound like they're 
uh, I do like copy pasting their uh, <laughs> their exercises, and it's yeah. like, hmm. cool, all right, well, awesome that you can play it, but it doesn't sound musical to me, or it doesn't sound like it has a soul or feeling in it, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we want to discuss more of why we hate prop music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or should we tell more about FaceTime? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Um, well, uh, yeah, where, where, where were we? I mean, the writing process, I think we told mm. a bit like how, how that went. Um, I especially uh, like the song Because of Your Solo. Your mm. solo in the middle part, your nasty, dirty sounding. It's also, um, well, I call it definitely call it a solo because it like grabs that attention or it asks that attention. But um, it's really cool because it's something I haven't heard you done before. And you know, I love your faster solos and all the stuff, you know, with Xivius and. But this was really. Um, this this felt like the right thing to do for you, like solo wise, but also like a, it's a gratifying feeling that um, you, to me personally, with your solo, uh, really um, accentuated the style and the vibe of the song. Like if it wasn't clear up to that point, <laughs> you made it clear with the solo. Like mm. what what the vibe or the dirtiness like should be or could be before we yeah i I think that um i've been looking for a good use of like fuzz sounds for a long time i love that sound it's just it's a very peculiar sound and for the people who are not into like effects and everything it's the very fucked up kind of fuzzy sounding well it's obviously (laughs) that's probably where the name comes from (laughs) It's fizzy and dirty, and it, it's not a clear-cut, cutting like uh, distortion sound, but it's very wooly and and messy. Especially the one that I used on there. It's this uh, that Hendrix kind of. I think he was one of the first who made it popular. The Octavix or something. Is it the round? No, that's yeah. a fuzz phase. Ah. Um, anyway, it's 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 an awesome sound. Yeah, you can like <laughs> in certain like intervals you play together just create these weird overtones. You get like kind of sounds um yeah i'm all for uh, finding more places and more songs to to use that in the future because it's it's not only does it sound cool it's also very very much a lot of fun to just play it Mm. and um yeah it adds a lot to your tone right yeah yeah like to your uh, yeah yeah, of course but to your your standard distortion tone and then you have the Mm. fuzz tone is like it it's it's almost like it's alive yeah. You know, it, whereas a, a normal distortion sound, it's much more predictable. You 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 can like, for example, play some intervals and it creates some like overtones and whatever, but it's a static thing almost. And fuzz reacts in such a like lively way. It's like taming a beast or something. You know, you have to like <laughs> that's that's how it feels. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Can you ask the answer that question? I think that makes you play uh, or think different about. A solo, right, with that sound? You have to, yeah. Because if you play what you normally play, at least I found, because also probably because I'm not, I haven't used it that much in the past. So then if you do step into it, you see what works and what doesn't. And for, for this one, it's like I alternate like every two bars or whatever by playing uh, the chord progression, like an arpeggio of the chord progression, and then 
um, some solo notes. And to get that uh, progression out, you have to play some notes some simultaneously. But it's very finicky as to what notes you can actually play together because a lot of them just results in... <laughs> you don't hear anything anymore. So it's like you have to be kind, kind of careful what, you know, what choices you go for. But that's you know, kind of the fun part. Cool. Um, by the way, and something... Um, I was also thinking about a, a while ago when you said like it's the, one of the odd ones out and you were explaining why. For me, a big difference is also the just the uh, overall vibe it has like the the hectic it's well it's not so mm. much that it's that it's more open and uplifting and mm. it it doesn't have you know a lot of the other songs especially on this album are emotionally heavy i think you you told me that mm -hmm. as well like i don't remember how you said it how you phrased it yeah it's yeah. right yeah yeah it's all very uh moody moody and yeah, heavy, yeah. heavy emotions. Yeah, right? and, and it's so yeah. yeah, and and that makes sense because you know the, the, I've talked about it before. But f for me, when I write songs, they're um, well for our, our oceans especially. They're very much inspired by what happens in my life, just to portray like uh, whatever's going on. And you guys know that I had some years that were not incredibly happy. Um, and that's oh, reflected yeah. on this album, yeah. um, which doesn't necessarily make for an easy listen. I think like some songs are pretty heavy to get through, um, um, and and Face Them doesn't have that. And that's true. Like in hindsight, that's a factor that I now really love about that song. At mm. first, I was mm. a little unsure. I was like, "Does this fit <laughs> with the rest of the songs?" But now it's actually. A song I I love listening to maybe most because the other songs are kind of history now for me, you know, mm. and, and and I think I also communicated already to you guys that for an, a next album, I would like I would prefer something more uplifting in general for the whole like arc of the album, and <laughs> yeah, J just also yeah. to represent where we are in our lives because not only me, you guys also went well, yeah. you know, through oh, yeah. some yeah. darker sure. times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. But to a certain extent, I to a certain extent, that's also something I like about music, at least. You know, I don't like happy music. I don't like ska or you know <laughs> carnival or whatever music. So I like the depth of it. The genre carnival, not the band carnival, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the, the band carnival I love. Hey, by the way, we but, didn't uh, talk about that last time. We talked about prog bands we love. The carnival we all love. Ooh, carnival. Yeah. Yo, oh, I'm man, so I saw them live in the in Amsterdam. Mm. Pff, blown away. Yeah. John Stockman with his bass on live, man. Yeah, but uh, but the, no. the vocalist... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice there we go, nice yeah, but, communicating. <laughs> but, the, but the singer is also... He was spot on. It was... Mm. Man. The drummer is a beast live. Yeah, but the whole band was, it oh, was so yeah. steady and solid. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. One of, one of, to me personally, one of the best, best rock, prog rock bands ever. Like the way mm. they can write songs from more catchy stuff of Sound Awake to the later stuff, the way they can develop. And also they're one of the very few bands with two guitar players 
that often take up two totally different roles. I mm. love mm. that so much. Like mm. you hear them all have different stories and then yeah, it's just la laying down the line, the other one doing something different. And then no. when it needs to get heavy, then you hear both guitars go down and put that, oh man, no. they're, they're masters. Yeah, and I, I think what they do really great or what I love about them that they take one idea and they really expand on it. Like they take a bass groove or a bass fiddly thing and yeah, that's really great. Really nice songwriting. Yeah. 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 Kind of all you rock. Yeah. yeah. But in that sense, like they, uh, coming back a little bit to that, like um, emotionally heavy music versus like mm -hmm. happy, but happy, I agree. Like there's most yeah. happy music I can't stand. Hmm. And it just doesn't vibe with my uh, naturally uh, depressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I just hate it. It's. Uh, well, it, it depends on the context. If you're yeah, on vacation and yeah. whatever, and you hear yeah. some happy music, you can of yeah. course appreciate it. But it's not. Yeah. It doesn't have to fulfill the same function as yeah. as why we love to listen to certain music. Um, yeah. But Carnival, uh, they have some like kind of not happy but more uplifting yeah. music, yeah. right? Yeah. And and yeah. that we all yeah. like, right? Yeah. yeah. So I I really hope that. Um, well, we talked about it among ourselves, uh, you know, to start writing sometime soon yeah. and not to wait with it too long. And I really hope that all three of us stay in a little bit of a better place in life and that <laughs> it also reflects in the music would be, first yeah. of all, like, you know, the first thing is obvious that you hope for more happiness <laughs> in your life, right? <laughs> but the second part also to do, again, something different is, is cool, you know, why, why repeat yourself anyhow, so... I think that's the factor that drives us the most, right? I mean, that's that's an um, undiscussed and discussed topic. I think every album we did together, starting with Liminal already, what do we want different from the last album? Yeah, and that's yeah. something we will always keep doing because, like you said earlier, perfectly lyrically, but also musically, the music comes from where we are at this moment and how we feel, right? That's a direct translation of what keeps us. What keeps yeah. us going, what keeps us busy. And in that regard, it feels good to have laid a big egg like this, like that, you know, and <laughs> and being able to see it and, and give it a name and, and, and maybe a genre or and then look forward to the next mm. thing and see what we want we would like different. So yeah, we would like maybe to hear some more uplifting kind of spirits, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, if there's, I always uh, like to be honest and authentic and, you know, don't make something you're not feeling. So if we're all in a better place, we'll probably make, exactly. you know, other music than when we're yeah. all suicidal, depressed, in the yeah. dark, right? Yeah. I mean, you'll you'll get a different, different music yeah. from it. So. And to comment a little on that it's like i don't think we've ever or i have never talked very openly about this but one thing well I, yeah we talked about it among ourselves again the fact that um when you start out as a musician you tend to um i think most people tend to uh, or at least let's speak for ourselves myself is i tend you know it was more like when we set out to, to write music, like, oh, 
you know, we're really big fans of this band and this band. So we're going to, oh, now we do a riff that's kind of like this. And then we do something like that. And it's more like flattery and like, you know, kind of copying your influences. Um, but the older you get, like it just, you know, maybe some musicians stay or keep working that way. But f for us, and especially this last album, it there was very little thought as to we want to make this type of music. There was some discussions, but there were not very um, about, you know, musical direction, but there were like very just abstract kind of ideas, mm. but more when the, mu the music that ended up on the album is just whatever happened, you know, it's just yeah. whatever happened in our lives. And don't second guess yourself as to what comes out creatively. Try not to. Try not to. <laughs> yeah. 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 But well, I, I can imagine that it's something, um, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking out loud. But since we've worked so much together and we've evolved, I guess, hopefully as musicians, that the way you worked before, you were looking for something that sounded like you know, Dream Theater or Meshuga or, or whatever, Peppy and Cocky. And so you wrote something in that that went towards that direction. But And I think now we make music and you play what you feel and what you feel comes from everything that you've done before, right? Oh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it almost comes after the process. So you make something and then you realize, oh, it kind of reminds me of, or yeah. you hear from us that it, hey, that progression sounds like Pain of Salvation or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Or your vocals or... Yeah, that's, that's totally true. Um, and I also think because we sometimes do throw around band names or whatever when we're like conveying ideas, right? Mm. But that's nowadays, it's not to get a riff like that band or whatever, but we know, yeah, we've grown enough that we know like if we're talking about, for instance, a Muse sound, we know what kind of elements that portrays for us, like, you know, what kind of, things they do the the bold things they do and the safe and mm -hmm. that's basically if we talk like think news you'll know enough or you'll know yeah. enough because we'll mm -hmm. know not the riff that then they can that then no okay news <laughs> is awesome by the way but we're not looking then for that riff but like for elements that yeah. Yeah. right and that's i think we we did that a lot with this album just mm. um matching those kind of um broader so uh, what would face them sound like then well that's the obvious one right i think so yeah i mean the obvious inspiration was and the uh, the, the obvious mars volta but that's actually mm. a perfect song to illustrate your point that you were just making in that that song I even saw like a comment somewhere on YouTube or Facebook, whatever mm. today, then like he said, like, oh, it's um, that actually that comment perfectly illustrates your point because yeah. he said something along the lines of, oh, this sounds like uh, the Laust uh, yeah. era uh, yeah, nice. Volta, hmm. but with uh, weirder, more weird chord progressions. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the point being is that, yeah, we, you know, of, of course you take influences from, from all the artists you've listened to, you know, especially yep. maybe when you were younger, it's just so ingrained in, in who you are and who we are as musicians mm. and how we evolved as musicians together. Uh, but 
that's a good, you know that song it hopefully doesn't literally sound like Mars Volta you know because that wasn't the point it's yeah. just taking yeah. some inspiration from the energy exactly and that's it yeah but I think if you if you take a high energy song with a you know high energy drum beat and with a bass line that is how it is and you play like a semi-clean guitar then it sounds like that album right of Mars Volta or at least to me mm. so and yeah which is fine it's a cool album yeah it's a really cool album love yeah. that album yeah but we didn't I didn't like go no no that's, the, that's what I meant earlier like we're mm. not writing something that we want to sound like that album we write something yeah. or at least maybe we're just dumber than we were and we realize that oh hey that sounds like <laughs> after effect ah uh, maybe that's it we just grew old and got slower in our thinking and now we realize that after the it. fact that we made something that sounds like <laughs> great <laughs> uh, yeah. so should we uh, maybe try to answer some other questions yeah 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 just let's see how far we get this time oh, so so this time around we didn't uh, pre-select, uh, pre-select questions. So I have a huge list in front of me, and I'm just gonna do bam that one. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, th this one we kind of already. It, it's a, yeah, it's rephrased the question we already did last time. Well, ask it again. We'll total. We answer it totally different. <laughs> um, My answer is purple. And um, left, left-sided. Purple. Yeah, several times left-sided. Okay, so this one I cannot pronounce from whom it is because it's like some kind of Cyrillic. Uh... Try it. Okay, this one is from Nutskan Kratzkov. Wow. <laughs> Thank wow. you for your question. Nutskov. <laughs> wow. Okay, so. it's why don't you guys age? <laughs> so. Okay. Shoot, we let that secret out. It's, uh, you know. Well, it kind of gives away, like, right, our master plan. Mm. We, we, we've been making a documentary secretly. Uh, we'll put it out on 165 Blu-ray discs. <laughs> and CDIs, right? Uh, CDIs, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, part 99 is only VHS. Sorry. Uh, no, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're trying... I think it's uh, maybe a lot of people don't know yet. We can be super sarcastic and ironic, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, sometimes we as a group we have to keep each other like a bit serious and like focused on whatever we're working on because we we tend to. Uh, go start, that route start, pretty start often. Start joking and yeah, <laughs> because I like that people now get. Um, that's what I love, by the way. Going back to face them for just a second here. Yeah. Uh, that's what I love. Video. Like yeah, about the video. It's um, you know we um, we we set it online. It's just we filmed a lot in the studio recording, and that really captures like some moments of of how we are that you just described, and it's a little bit like going in your underwear to show that stuff 
especially because yeah. at least to well yeah to me because i think everything we do from music both to, you know from music to music videos it's very stylized and very um thought out and there's definitely it's a certain thing we do and it's very just yeah stylized i don't have another word for it mm -hmm. and this video shows like you know really how, how it re how it's really going behind the scenes and mm -hmm. i think or i i can imagine that people who have never uh, heard us speak and now they well now they have a chance with this podcast but i can't imagine if they just know our music that they would think we're very serious and very you know yeah yeah all the time which yeah yeah probably really. Really. <laughs> but that's that's also why i like it yeah it's, 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 exactly I, yeah it's, you fought it a minute ago no no <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah too bad i was like uh, no. so no, no nothing okay then there's your chair too bad right. you want me to fart uh, no huh. okay continue sorry uh no but i really like that inside of of how we interact with each other in in the in the studio and you see that we're you know we're happy doing what we do that's yeah, fun yeah. and also humans doing it like you know yeah. having discussions and uh, having good times for 19% 90% Nin of the time 19 <laughs> 19% <laughs> of the time a lot of misery yeah and have some bigger discussions right because it's something you pour your heart in all of us so yeah. you got some points where we need needed to have longer conversations um but that's also that's also a, that's that's the i think that's a positive challenge <laughs> i just realized how far we strayed from the questions <laughs> oh yeah, dude it's, it's like, we'll get back to it we'll get back to it mr we're, sorry we're, we're getting uh, better at this <laughs> answering questions yeah. <laughs> anyway sorry. yeah to answer your question a lot of tea i guess yeah, no. a lot of tea. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing we all, the three of us, drink a lot. We're quite. Yeah, I love espresso. Also, mm, yeah. that also keeps you young. Or what? Yeah, I don't know. Uh -huh. Are we talking about that? I also, again? like beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't have an answer, yeah. man. We're human, no. just like you. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. To, to give a little bit of a serious answer, I think doing what you love in life keeps you probably a little uh, younger, okay. right? Yeah. No, I just got to the point that you guys actually were answering the question as it translated in English. And I'm just thinking maybe he just means something totally different. And thanks to f Facebook Translate or whatever, uh, the translation is, why don't you guys age? But... Yeah, that's but, but but maybe he means something differently. Yeah, what, what do you think he means then? Yeah, I don't know. What could he mean? Let's think about it for a second. Okay, <laughs> why don't you guys age? Maybe he's angry with us. It's like, why don't you do that? You know? Maybe he wants us to age super fast. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. But maybe. It's a, but it's a weird question. Maybe he means our music. Well, maybe it, yeah. why does maybe you don't understand I just it. interpret it like why uh, don't you guys get older? Yeah, I think so. Hello, should I? Is it visible that I'm bald? Or yeah, well, you, <laughs> you but you've always been and, like that to the uh, outside world, you know, because you went bald so early. We're uh, we're getting older. True. I mean, yeah, of course we are. Yeah. We're like yeah, we're human, but 
Uh, what other ways could we interpret it, the question? Interpret the question? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's some great insult in Russia. Well, <laughs> yeah. please clarify. Thanks, <laughs> man. Okay, let's see. Let's do another one. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do a more serious one. What kind of life experiences and specific inspirations are the lyrics based on? Timon. So, I'll answer. <coughs> Go ahead. Yeah, this is most, mostly for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, I've had this question uh, a couple of times in the last couple of weeks in the interviews. And what I noticed is also, it's, it's often kind of going right from the bat, like off topic here. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, it's like often, you know, all these, these interviews ask a lot of the same questions. And then the more you think about the same questions coming back, the better your answer gets, you know, because you have to kind of formulate your thoughts on the topic. Reformulate, yeah. And I noticed that um, that I'm really not very keen on sharing what specifics about, about the lyrics, what they're about. And it also reminded me of, I think, Seal, you know, the artist uh, mm -hmm. that I read oh, in the interview. Oh, you mean your... Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> no, I mean the artist. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I think it was him that... I, that had, that I read in some interview that he said something along the lines that he also doesn't like to explain what lyrics are about, literally. Uh, basically just kind of a cliche answer, maybe, but um, that he likes the listener to, to get their own interpretations to the songs. And, and yeah, I very much agree on that point because like, first of all, I don't think the experiences that they're based on are uh, interesting to other people you know they're very much my experiences and what good does it do to you know to, to share those with the world anyways it's 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 personal and they're only meaningful and impactful to me but I think or I hope at least that um, that people when they read the, the lyrics that you know that are the result of those experiences that they can just find their own meaning and find their own experiences within them and give them their own meaning because that's a much yeah, more beautiful but, process anyway right yeah but do you think the people literally want to know what specific experience of you translated into that specific lyric well th that's how this question sounds right the the word specific is even in it what kind of life experiences and specific inspirations are the lyrics based mm. on mm. yeah um but, but then the answer is my shitty life of yeah, the last uh, five years life. right but basically then you could also take it a step back and say your life in general right and whether yeah. they i mean it has been a little bit like rougher and this album is a result of that mm -hmm. but in general you could say right your life experiences yeah. with yeah relations in general yeah like on every and, you know and and also I d I d to kind of make this a little bit unpretentious it's like <coughs> it quickly sounds oh em emotions experiences and all that crap but <laughs> the only reason why i gravitated to that place because you know i was very much searching for 
for identity as, as a lyricist on the first album is that I found out that that for me is the only place from which I can um, can be authentic and pure and honest because and it's not because I like to talk about myself so much <laughs> but because it's the only it's it's the place you know best it's your experience it's that's what you're living right mm. and mm -hmm. and i've tried like stepping away from that and like because you know we have many interests we all all three of us also uh, also like like uh, philosophy or whatever mm -hmm. um, nature life space yeah, space yeah. shit you know like cosmos yeah. and all those type of documentaries I love that type of stuff but writing about that feels very it's hard to explain. It's yeah. just you cannot like I cannot put put in the detached. Hmm? Do you feel? Yeah, it, it feels detached. Yeah. yeah. So well, then I, I, I don't hmm? think it feels detached. I don't feel. I think it doesn't feel attached enough. I think where the the place where you want to make music from is like deep in your soul or in your mm -hmm. in the the feeling inside of your body or emotions right and i can at least that how it works for me as well if i write a lyric i don't write a lyric about cool this tree is lovely and you know i write about something i feel which is yeah and well it, if i get to the point where i'm writing lyrics is mostly shitty but <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah that emotion is really that's for me also the easiest to translate into lyrics yeah but then yeah. i more specifically what I tried a couple of times is to use more like awe-inspiring type of stuff that we love for example the space type of thing um, yeah but I it, still think that's a different or at least that's how I feel it that's a different yeah. part of your core or something like if I make mu if I really make music if I really mm -hmm. play music intuitively and I put my heart in that that's that's a different Emo set of emotions almost yeah maybe that's emotion versus fascination like, yeah i think you know, so. like yeah, yeah something like that it goes deeper it's like yeah. the boink. Yeah. yeah so i guess that gives a little bit of an answer and maybe as specific as i would like to go is <laughs> then he goes rattling on song by song yeah. well, this is about yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now what, what might be fun to know is that um, the track order is almost um chronological hmm. um it begins with unravel which was the first song we we wrote it was like back in the days when we were not sure if it was going to be an exivia song or our oceans well it turns out our oceans Heck, that's a long time ago yeah yeah um we talked about late 2017 people yeah and I thought I was in a pretty good place in, in life, you know, I was, didn't have much to complain. And that song is actually kind of reflecting that, I think, just the, the vibe of the song is kind of clear that it's, uh, it's heavy, but it's, it's not a very, it's not a downer song or something. No. Um, and then some shit happened and it's a lot of like dealing with issues, overcoming uh, just different type of issues and then at the end of the album uh, on with a track called um, With Hands Torn Open. Um, that's kind of the track that says, it's okay, just hang in there and persevere. 
kind of cliche, but you know, <laughs> get back on your feet. <laughs> yeah. But I am very happy with that song, and um, I know you guys are as well, right? Oh yeah, I was yeah. playing it in my head, so sorry, yeah. I was uh, was gone for a sec. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head. Also, if you look, uh, well, har harmonically and stuff, if you want to get into that, that's the song and the album where it really starts like opening up, like almost betraying hope or whatever with mm. the with the yeah. With, with yeah, that with a very uplifting. dramatic ending, though, but... Yeah, but still, that... Or, well, not dramatic. Yeah, maybe, it's not... What dramatically is it? it's uplifting. Big, bombastic. Bombastic. Or, uh, exactly, yeah. but it's still it's uplifting. It's heavy. It's... Yeah. And that's the... Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That is actually kind of... I think we talked about that already, you know? Like, not on here, but amongst ourselves. Again, it's the <laughs> third time I use that phrase. Um... That, or at least for me, that type of uplifting kind of uh, vibe I would like to explore for a next one is is kind of like that song. There's a lot of just, you know, the style, the vibe, the feeling of that song that I yeah. feel like continuing. Yeah. Which is approximately the same as the first song, I guess, right? Yeah, it's, it's the roughly same uplifting, that same. energetic, yeah. but still with depth and... Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think also it's good to have those um, feeling or thoughts about like what we would like to have on the next album because it might well end up kind of similar like this one like starting you know positively and then having yeah. probably like a couple <laughs> or of, of downer songs in it because that's also who we are and where we can be at points yeah. but let's see how the balances will be yeah. but for now um, we are super happy with this album um that's about to come out like even even though there are like less uplifting songs on it but it's um yeah i mean i, I think it's for us a real it to me it felt like uh, putting uh, closing a chapter really like once we really like had the mastered album mm. in our high hands like it was like holy shit like done i quit <laughs> bye bye <laughs> oh shit next yeah. no so yeah and another one? question let's do it um well this one is not really a question but it's funny anyways it's from my friend bobby and he's asking bobby. what was timon's favorite mixing project and why was it dialogue yeah <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> i guess it was dialogue yeah but why? Oh right, shit! Now I have not. I put myself in that corner, and I have to explain why. I think you should have mentioned a totally different band to begin with. But it just just make it a different band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I no, why was it? Up on my feet. It was actually a cool process. Uh, yeah, not to make this a very long uh, answer, but well, might be interesting because you also uh, you're also a mixing engineer from time to time, right? Um, it was an interesting process in, in the sense of that it started out a little bit like, uh, I don't know if I talked about this to you guys, but it started out a little, mm, well, what's the word, just um, 
it not every it wasn't smooth sailing from the start. Okay, yeah. rocky, rocky, so rough rocky, rocky, rough patches. Yeah, in the sense that it just took me a little while to understand what they wanted to hear. And their vision. Yeah, their vision, and I don't know how that is for you, like in your mixing work, but for me, it took me a little time to get to the point where you know that your client is always right. It's you know, you, of course, yeah, you have a certain skill set, and you you. You know, it's your expertise that you learn, but you cannot like it doesn't matter like how untrained or how whatever your your client is, they are right. It's their vision, and if you can't match that, then you are failing your job. You know. No. Um, anyway, so with that, I did have to like swallow like a couple of times, like shit. Why don't I get what what they're after? Um, and then we let it sit for a little while, I think, because they were busy as well with life. Um, and then when we came back, we, you know, I, I guess I found it, what they were after, and they were super happy and grateful. And, hmm. and yeah, that's just awesome. And it's cool. also not like I compromised to myself on the end product. It's a mix that I'm quite proud of. Do, do you it's, know what happened in between the time that you let it rest for a while and the time you went back? Was it... Uh, fresh ears did you talk to him was it like shimmering their words like again or what yeah both i think hmm. yeah just for me like the time gave me just enough like emotional rest or whatever you want to call it to really come back with like uh, with a clean clean slate yeah just an approach of like okay let's you know i kind of failed so far but let's nail it this time <laughs> yeah. so that's good um, yeah, and they were also just patient, you know, so, so that, that was very helpful. Yeah, that's very helpful. But it's a cool album, like for anyone listening, it's uh, it's metal, but it's also a little proggy. It's It, it has a 90s type of, uh, you know, kind of more retro, old Catatonia type influence in yeah. there. Hmm. It has Jasper uh, Barendrecht, who played on uh, the first Erosions album on drums, and he does it terrific job it's uh, all over the place in terms of speed and uh, <laughs> complexity but also subtlety and uh, yeah it's a cool album so check it out nice Jasper's a killer man yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> well, uh, well, well uh, he also recorded the egg and bacon yeah thing. yeah mm. Jasper's also an all egg and bacon Next question, please. Yeah, another question to take. Like, let's do it. Um, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Luis Ricardo or Louis? 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 <laughs> Louis Ricardo. Louis Ricardo. If you're French, Lavado. Yeah, not sure. Uh, is asking a few years ago. Oh, sorry. Now I'm the mic hitter. Cool. You haven't hit it once. Oh yeah, right? twice. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, twice. Cheers. So, a few years ago, you shared your insights about your followers' gender. Is this still the same? No girls at all? Huh. Look it up. Oh. Well, there Me. was something we can... Where could we see that? Was it... On all, like, uh, you know, Facebook social media or, uh, stuff. You have your yeah. analytics to... Uh, mm. I think the ratio... If, if we do, like, a, a quick... Uh, based on reactions we get or whatever, I think it's still 90 plus percent male but maybe not that f 
that much more than that like maybe 90 10 95 5 yeah. i don't know if this uh, conversation is a safe topic because, oh yeah uh, these days uh, yeah uh, we're not we're not absolutely sure if we support genders or non-genders we <laughs> we're open for everything all our fans <laughs> are humans yes no but by saying that oh, oh, I, oh. I, I think speaking for the woke people that then you don't uh, well as i was listening to face them today and my cat looked happy so I think my cat <laughs> might feel offended right now. Ah, shit. I'm not um, sure, but I will check later. And But I think he, he's pissed most of the time. So, okay. But why uh, didn't Mr. Zuckerberg put, like, cats in the statistics? Then? Uh, maybe he hates yeah. cats. But that's the thing he's we need to discuss then. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't looked into that stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's something Yuma and I have been joking around for a long time to make uh, <laughs> like video sketches that are as politically incorrect as you can imagine. And I would still love to do that. Right. Just yeah, dangerous the, topics the whole, these days. The we, could, we, could, we could show it nowhere. But, yeah. it, but, but just the fun of making it, would I think that would be enough. Yeah. And I also think because uh, I see a lot of people in general, like, miss, um, how do you say that? Humor. Well, yeah, misinterpreting, <laughs> oh. like, like humor. The fact that we would laugh about actually like a yeah. bunch of politically incorrect like stuff. It's funny because, of course, we're like pretty uh, visual focused. So we see something <laughs> happening, but... It, it, but it also for us. I, I know oh. it's for all of us. Humor is also a way to deal with stuff. Like we deal with, with yeah, stuff that is actually terrible. Like you know, the, yeah. there are enough topics in the world that's actually terrible, and to actually make fun of it is a way to deal with it. Yeah, but it's also it's funny because we know each other and we know that we don't mean it. So and yeah. we know that we don't mean it to that extent that it's funny to make <laughs> yes. make jokes about that is the other that that's the opposite extent so yeah. that's that's for me the whole joke about it so yeah. if you don't know anyone i can you know if if someone that i don't know makes a joke about colored people or whatever i might also not laugh because i'm not sure okay is he like a mm -hmm. nazi or is he you know yeah. is, is he joking but if you would make a joke like that, I would know that you're joking. So then immediately that mm. becomes funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think for me, there's literally no uh, limitations yes. on, on, on humor. It's just yeah. every topic goes. And like you yeah. said, it's... Yeah, of it's, course. Of course. It's, yeah, it's, it's the world, the most terrible stuff in the world is the, the funniest or the, I think the best way to talk about that stuff and to kind of normalize it is to make jokes yeah. about it and this well, whole crazy hysteria thing that's going on of like people getting offended by every tiny little you know thing you say it's so silly or to don't me. say oh, for, the, for don't the people say, that yeah, will even, get offended if that. you <laughs> yeah no yeah, yeah. It's, it's just crazy yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't even get it. Why yeah. you would waste your time on that instead of, you know, just realizing that you should be able to joke or laugh about everything. Yeah, and that that would make the world so much easier. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's I, it's yeah. 
what I find most disappointing about it, like from a personal point of view, is that I've dabbed my toes. Can you say that? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Dipped. Dipped well, mm -hmm. I tried a couple of times like <laughs> making some remarks on Facebook over the years that were meant sarcastically or like jokingly. Nah, um, doesn't translate. Doesn't translate. Well, well nah. you know, there's there of course, Enough if you have a lot of people it. on your list, you know, th there are a lot of people who get it. But there's also, you know, th there's gonna be people if you have so <laughs> so many people on your list anyway, they're not gonna get it. Yeah. and definitely misinterpret your point yeah. or don't think you're joking at all yeah. or even if you're joking like it's not something you can joke about yeah. and but, but, but yeah. the, the point that i want to make with that is like what if i'm most most disappointing is that that people don't take the time to try to understand each other it's like why would you default to you know rallying yourself up if you read something why would you default to like oh this is terrible and i need to talk about it and i need to share my opinion about how horrible you are why don't you take like a breather and oh maybe he means it in that way and but i think that's that's social media yeah if you would write a book and someone would read it you know the person would read it and you know, put it away for a while, think about it, then read some more, and you know, by the end, probably come to a conclusion about what you said about that topic. But on social media, you see something, and immediately you have a reaction, and you have an opinion, and that opinion needs to be heard on social media by everyone. Mm -hmm. So you put it out there with exclamation points in caps lock, and everyone has to agree with you. That's, for me at least, social media, how it is, or how I experience it at least which but now it sounds like noise, uh, like you're also part of that that you also want to uh, react in caps lock and stuff that's not what you no, mean no. right like no, no, you, no, you, that's no, what you see happening yeah yeah exactly yeah. which is why i get more off of facebook and social media and yeah than before because i know when facebook started it was fun and you you know saw what people did and but now you just get a lot of advertisement for <laughs> stuff that you once looked up and 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 you get a lot of stupid opinions from people that you know yeah yeah uh, what was the question again <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't we age or <laughs> 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 uh, interesting yeah. maybe uh, have one more question and then uh, i think that's good have yeah a, have yep. a good one how far are we anyway we still have a lot of unanswered ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Give us a good one. Yeah. Let me search for a little bit. You guys can talk about cookies or whatever. Ooh, cookies. Cookies. Wonderful. I don't, I don't eat that much. That no. Many I don't have anymore. cookies in my home. No? No, because if I have them, I won't have them within 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I'll never have cookies in my home. I had the same uh, problem with uh, was it was it, uh, pistachios like the oh, salted yes, the nuts. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also with the herb nuts you had yeah. for us the kruidnoten. <laughs> kruidnoten. It's, even that is dangerous to have more than a couple of hundred grams on a, on yeah, your yeah. bowl. But the problem with that stuff is that you don't stop eating them. And I had this, the same problem with pistachios. Like I, I remember when I was li I was living with my uh, my parents still. And I was watching a movie, and I was drinking uh, some uh, some Duval, and I had a it was like a half a kilo of pistachios or something, 
and I just kept eating. And I, at a certain point, I was getting a little nauseous, but I was the bag was almost done, so I just kept eating. And it's like, I'm oh, no, sick of it. Oh, one more. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, and, it, oh. and it's the same with the with the kruidnoten. It's it's you it it's just too good. They're crunchy and the taste is nice and it's it's you know, and they're small enough so you can take two or three. So you can you know, yeah, and they're just hijacking hijacking your your natural yeah. instincts, right? It's like yeah, I junk. love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing yeah, yeah. to the to, to the inner junk in us all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what yeah. is that awesome. English word for it? Bodem drift. <laughs> to like I don't know, the, that you, that you want the obsessive it. need to reach the bottom of the bag and, 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 yeah. and eat it ever, eat it all, even though getting nauseous uh, along the way of halfway already. Uh, just Timo, like, Timo, Timo was the worst of that. Like when I'm we were, very, when we were, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not still, still? I'm not yeah. sure if you still do that, but when we were on tour, we were like, oh man, I'm stuffed, and then Timo was like, oh, all right, I'll uh, <laughs> yeah. finished everything. <laughs> no, I am like, I'm very fun vulnerable to that like uh, if I like something you know like taking one piece of chocolate is impossible just the bar needs to go right now <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you but you know you guys know that I'm a total health freak these days and I simply don't buy those things anymore that's and I don't eat right. them and, and that's yeah. I think there's a reason why like uh, people who, who suffer from like alcoholism for example that they cannot drink any alcohol for the rest of their life like that's the way you deal with that type of stuff yeah um, <clears throat> unless of yeah. course you're okay with uh, stuffing your face with the chocolate all day you know if that floats your boat then be my yeah. guest but well the thing with pistachios is like okay. you know i can just stop whenever i want right so <laughs> <laughs> i just never want to stop just don't take them from me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that, you know, I, I've talked about this with. Uh, actually, talked to to my friend Evie the other day about this, and and she was saying like, yeah, but I don't have that problem. I have like I can balance uh, myself with that stuff. You know, I just do. Uh, I don't know, like a couple of days of healthy eating, and then to some extent a little bit of the unhealthy stuff. To me, I'm much, much happier if I don't take any of the unhealthy stuff and don't have to balance with, you know, with limits. Like yeah. that, I find that really annoying. I'd rather don't have it around me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that, I mean, um, but still, like, if, uh, if somebody, like, offers me or, or, like, little chocolate thingies in a restaurant or something, you take one or two? Or like not even then. What? So you don't have the whole bar. You only can get a small piece or you're yeah. somewhere, you know, with friends and you get a peek. <laughs> Will you take it then? <laughs> yeah, well, if it's vegan, of course, because I, I, I have yeah, that of restriction. Course, like, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes. sure, yeah. And you won't run afterwards in the closet like... Yeah, no. Where's Timon? Yeah, yeah. Okay, last one. So, this is a more serious one by Thomas William Fraser. I keep Frasier. wanting to say Fraser. Yeah. Frasier. But you just the series is Fraser. called Fraser. Sorry, Thomas. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think you can spell your own name properly, Thomas. <laughs> uh, thank you for the time you were a fan of us. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. 
Sorry for scaring you away. No, he's going to be really happy that we've, we're gonna, going to try to answer his second question. Okay. So, what is it? It is, have you been able to find healing in your craft? And if so, how would you describe this? Okay, let's go for... Uh, wow, all right, that's a good one. You have oh. something? You uh, want to start? Well, healing is a big word. Um, it's pretty small. It's if you say, well, yeah. But it's bigger than the or a. Depending on the font size. Spacing. me there. All right. Uh, so, yeah. And you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Healing is a... I think healing is a weird word. Because that would mean there's something not well or whatever. But I think one of the more powerful in a good way parts of music is that it's sometimes you reach almost like a zen kind of state of mind or something that you when you're making music and you're so immersed and you're so focused on you know what you're doing and what your bandmates are doing and what's happening musically and that you almost disappear or you're right and there's no no thinking there's no thought there's no well there's some kind of emotion but it's just it's just everything flows and it's you know but this has an official term right that i cannot flow it's the flow state yeah i think yeah. so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and it, and it has been written about right that musicians have an easier time getting to that mm. state like yeah. um yeah, we're not always, of course. It's like it, it, it can be tricky to get there if you're trying. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. It certain it certainly is a, a part of it is healing. I think when I think about it, for me personally, it's almost more therapy than pure healing. But healing mm. is part of it. Like if you, if you, if I go to the essence of writing music, it's basically trying to make myself feel a certain something like good music in my opinion evokes feeling within me like you know it hmm. touches me on a on an emotional level so when writing music and when succeeding in that be it small or big it is it can be healing actually that feeling of having something in your head your your mind or your body restless and bringing it out and listening to it back and getting that emotion and like, wow, this, this captured what I felt or what I'm feeling. So what's the healing part then? Um, I think we talked about it a little bit in the first podcast as well. Like music, making music is for me a way to communicate and express myself instead of using words. Mm -hmm. You know, I find having a good time writing music. And so whenever that goes well, and I feel fulfillment. That is a, that is a, well, it is. What does it heal then? That's a good question because that was for me, well, it makes me feel better. Maybe that's enough like for me hmm. to call it healing, but I was calling it a small bit healing and a larger bit therapy because it has way more to do with, well, um, is it dealing with stuff or is it, it may, how do you say you know dealing with stuff but also i i don't know put, giving it a place or mm. yeah, that, yeah giving feelings i cannot deal with in normal life giving it a place in music 
like mm. you know feeling of mm-hmm. you know the world is going down and big evil corporations suck and you know there's nothing we can do against it i mean sometimes i have those <laughs> but it's awesome it feels good don't laugh yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> it's it feels really good to put that into a song and give it a place so like this is how mm. i feel about the topic or mom and then it feels like a temporary healing Mm-hmm. Feels yeah, cool. makes, makes sense, sense yeah. to me. I yeah. mean, uh, one of our uh, cams has crashed for some reason. Oh, uh, the cam that's on my head. So let me turn the auto switching off. I hope, by the way, that worked a little bit for the people who are watching. It's like uh, switching by mic levels now. Anyways, yep. <laughs> nerdy stuff. Yeah, no, no, I f- uh, find myself very much in uh, what well, both of you said. Like, uh, like I would also use the, the word therapeutic more, you know, the, that's a little bit like of a more appropriate word, I think. But if something is like has therapeutic value, it is inherently healing, isn't it? We've kind of yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah. 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 So and and I think well, I noticed like the first time I noticed like how th- how therapeutic it actually is to make music is that um you know back when i was younger and just a lot less mindful of you know your own feelings and just have less of a clue why you're doing what you're doing i noticed a couple of times that i would feel anxious and kind of depressed and not sure how to place it and then when i would go back to music and like write music i would realized like oh i skipped like uh, creating music for quite a while like i haven't Mm. composed like anything in in a couple of weeks Mm. and it wasn't like until the point that i did that again that's like ah wait a minute this is it brings such relief to my life to my whatever Mm. and i really missed it Uh, so that's how i discovered like what kind of therapeutic value it really has and then I think with our oceans, it everything got magnified because now it's not only the uh, you know the instrument and the the, the parts you play and, and the music you write, but it's also very much reflected in the lyrics, and to a point where it's uh, it has become quite addictive. I think at this point, you know, it's just for me personally that is the core reason why I do this. Like, you know, it's very fun to make music with you guys, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but, what uh, you, you were going to say, as you do with chocolate and with alcohol, you, you've decided to quit because you don't like that addictive stuff in your life? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky thing because I, I, I totally agree with you guys that it's... It has a way of it, yeah. It makes you makes it easier to deal with, with stuff, or it helps you balance or something. But if I would be the most balanced dude on earth, I would still want to make music. So How do it's you not. Know? It's what? How do you know? Well, I, have you been curious? <laughs> <of> exactly. But I don't. I don't feel like it's driven by the need of be of to be of being balanced or something, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Because it's uh, it's it helps with that, but it's not something that I 
do for that reason yeah. or something. Yeah. No, that's the same. Yeah. Like you, you yeah. have multiple reasons, of course, to, to go yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. also that it goes hands in hand in hand. You know, all all of those factors because you know why if you have to answer like why it is therapeutic besides just the more traditional explanation of like you know if you go to a psychologist a lot of times you also like talk about whatever's going on mm -hmm. so if you write lyrics or you make music you also talk literally or not like when you mm -hmm. play music about what's going on so that in itself is probably somewhat healing to most people but yeah. that flow state you were talking about is definitely also a big part of it because yeah. there's definitely yeah. some kind of uh, there's a similarity between mindfulness and meditation and flow state, you yeah. know, that definitely has yeah. to do with each other. Yeah. And it's almost like, even if you don't know how to meditate because you, you know, you haven't practiced or you're not into it, like, mm -hmm. it, but you have like made a lot of music and discovered that flow state. It's, it's another way to get there. It's, yeah. it's a different experience, but it, yeah. A lot yeah. of similarities yeah. still. Yeah. For me, yeah, it's, so. it's um, well, not a better variation, but it's, it's, um, it is like meditation, but meditation plus uh, ultimate brain food. Like if you get to that certain <laughs> state where making music, mm -hmm. it feels like you, you're not thinking about anything, you're not feeling conscious, like you're in the moment zone, then at a certain level, you switched things off, so you get in a, in in that flow state. Mm -hmm. But within that flow state, you can have like a train running and feeling at the same time, like be it fast stuff or be it slow stuff. Mm -hmm. But your mm -hmm. your musical brain can work super fast, like every new note, feeling how does it fit in the how many where I want it to feel, where do I want it to go, etc. You know. Mm -hmm. So y you have that like equilibrium between your brain is at work, like. But that is meditation to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah that's it's well. Yes. I think that's a common misconception about meditation in that people often think it's like very much turning everything off. No. Yeah. But, uh, and that's, never succeed in that. Well, that's why well, I feel also for years yeah. and years because I had that misconception, yeah. and that's why also I feel very differently about it now. It's it's yeah. not turning things off. It's paying attention. But hmm. yeah. That is time but, for a whole uh, different topic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that that feeling is the same, I think, mm. with what you get with meditation, that you're so focused on uh, like the, the state of consciousness or whatever, and that everything else somehow falls away or it's still there, but it doesn't, you know, uh, um, affect you as much. Or not at all, and I—that's kind of the same vibe that I have with that flow state. Like, of course, you still see people, and you know, you're not gone, but no. it just doesn't come in as much, or something like that, right? So you're yeah. you're super focused on yeah. what you're doing, and you're, yeah. And it's awesome. It's really like tranquil. we 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 talked yeah. a lot about it back in the day uh, with Exivius playing live. Because especially for for me at least, my experience with improvising, uh, you know, the guitar solos in in that band, is well. First of all, I didn't necessarily, uh, you know, it wasn't music that I could play over very easily. It was quite complicated for me, um, and then 
I'm also kind of prone to being a little bit anxious on stage because I'm not a natural performer or anything, you know. And so often, like more often than not, I would, you know, be a little nervous, not the the nice kind of nervous. And mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of boycotts the whole uh, flow, flow state. Stage, it's yeah. like the <laughs> complete opposite. Yeah. And then you kind of mess up your solos. And that's like this downward spiral that you can get on stage. You know, you get sucked into like this pool of negativity and it only gets worse and worse. And then after the gig, people come up to you and they say how awesome it was. And it's yeah. like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> it sucked. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah, over the years, I, I did get better at dealing with yeah. all of that stuff. But yeah. those occasions where you do get into the, the flow state thing, and sometimes even the occasions where you notice that multiple of your band members are in the float state and you have some communication and you see it happen, you feel it happen. Yeah. It's so awesome. That's the best. Yeah. yeah that's magic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it at that. That's a good ending. Awesome. So. Thank you all for watching and listening again to our nonsense. Oh, I promise, Steph. Buy a marriage power. Buy our marriage. <laughs> Steph, why does does he get a cut? No, no, no. He mentioned it on the podcast that I that I whispered by our marriage, and that he he thought he saw you looking like no, don't do that. <laughs> Did I have that so, look again? I don't know. I don't know. So I I said to Steph that I was going to do that every time, like in the ending, and buy our marriage. Go to our marriage store, buy it. Give us all your money. I'll help you. Marriage, <laughs> marriage. <laughs> oh man but anyway thank you all for watching and we'll see you in the next episode alright all right. bye 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 bye, -bye. bye, -bye.